Previously on Those Were the Days. Let me plant some evidence. Pineapple's the only food that eats you back. Being all shiny chested and hairy trying to ruin everything. It's one of the 87 keys she needs for this building. Even though it sells a gorilla suit made of authentic gorilla hair, like. Just toss subtlety right out the window. The greatest cut to commercial in television history. It hits hard. Yeah, this was that 180 proof, right? That's yeah, a good cough 80s syrup. cough syrup. On a different channel, have... this becomes something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a private investigator here to investigate your private. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days is filmed before a live internet audience. One thousand years ago. Wait, it was like a thousand years in '94. Let me do the math. One thousand twenty-eight years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. They were betrayed by the humans they had sworn to protect. Frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now, in Manhattan. The spell is broken, and they live again. These are the defenders of the night. They are gargoyles. Yes, welcome, friends. This is Those Were the Days, where we talk about classic TV, looking at it through a modern lens. This week, I'm your host, Audie, and we are indeed talking about Disney's animated series, Gargoyles. Now, it's still spooky time, so we are talking about the Halloween episode from Season 2, Episode 7, Eye of the Beholder. Now, busting out of their stone shells with me is the rest of the Those Were the Days clan, starting with Steven. I have some bad news, y'all. My wife gave me a gift, but it has the unfortunate side effect of turning me into a werewolf. I know, I know. It's scary, but no one's more terrified than me of waking up in some unknown location completely naked. Uh, the good news is that according to every TV show I've ever seen, almost all naked people can find a brown trench coat somewhere around. So I got that going for me, which is nice. And Amy? All right, guys, I've been thinking about our problem. Um, and so I've been reading this book called Gargoyles. I'm about halfway through now, and I'm at the chapter. I mean, werewolves. Let me. That was terrible. I've ruined my whole <laughs> intro. Guys, I've been thinking. <laughs> Guys, I've been thinking about our problem, and I'm reading this book called Werewolves, and I'm about halfway through, and I got to the chapter on werewolves, and I think that maybe our problem might be werewolves. (laughs) And Travis. Uh, Yeah, so I guess Halloween episode just means that they can walk around on the street by themselves without, but but still wearing a costume, which was really great. And uh, the kid from Welcome Back, Cotter, can notice them and spot that on the street. (laughs) <laughs> welcome back yeah foreshadowing maybe or just the number of in jokes they throw in the show is ridiculous <laughs> okay so let's go ahead and we'll start with everyone's knowledge of gargoyles i'll do a few little facts and then we'll just jump into this episode because i think it'll be more fun to just go with it and then talk about the history and other facts um later on um but uh TLDR, like I said in the intro, the gargoyles lived in Scotland a thousand years ago. 
We're cursed to sleep until the castle rises above the clouds. Then rich dude Xanatos believes the myth, brings him to New York, and boom, the spell is broken because he has enough money to put a castle on top of a skyscraper. So, again, we're watching Eye of the Beholder, which is early in season two. Season one was 13 episodes. It was great. So they greenlit 52 episodes for season two. So many episodes. Yeah, um, syndicated animation, though. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, I, then, then there was season three. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> and so, let me start with you, Stephen, because I know you're the one that said you had never watched this before. What did you think of this? I had indeed never watched Gargoyles before, and I was sitting down here. You know, you have time to think about the show after you watch it. Like, I watch it at lunchtime, and then I think about it until we talk about it. And I was on the couch, and I looked at Stephanie and said, Gargoyles is good. Like, it's <laughs> it's real good. Even the show that's just like this offshoot Halloween episode. But I know why I didn't like it as a kid. I'm a very, like, as a kid, I was a very Looney Tunes Disney Chuck mm. Jones kind of kid. That might come as a shock to some. <laughs> Not to my mom or my wife or anybody. But yeah, the crazier the better. So these dramatic cartoons like Batman the Animated Series and X-Men and Gargoyles and stuff did not really catch my interest. Because as soon as someone started to seem dramatic, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm checked out. Why are they not shooting each other with guns and dropping anvils on each other? Like, that's <laughs> that's my style. So I get why I didn't watch it but i liked this episode enjoyed it thoroughly yep amy what about you so i was aware of its existence because it there's just so many because uh, i was huge into next generation and so many of them are in this show yeah um surprisingly not gates mcfadden even though there's a character that they drew that looks identical to her but that's mm. fine um and so but like I don't think I ever actually watched it, which is weird because it definitely would have been my jam, I think. Um, but I do vaguely remember the opening. I was thankful for the opening because um, I was like, ah, excellent. I'm caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wasn't caught up at all. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so I'm pretty sure this is like my first time actually watching the show. Nice. What about you, Travis? So... I do definitely remember Gargoyles, and I watched a little bit of it, but I was late to the party on it because Gargoyles premiered in, like, 94, and it ran Mm -hmm. on, like, those Disney afternoon, Fox afternoon-type blocks. By 94, I was kind of really busy into uh, sports in high school, so I was always after school, so I didn't get home until 5, 6, 7 o'clock at the earliest. And I would miss it. So I missed kind of the initial run of it. I caught it towards the tail end. And then years later, uh, somebody had a, a VHS set or DVD set. And I, I watched some of them on that, but not all of them. Um, but I also did, you know, I knew like, I knew Jonathan Frakes had done a voice in there, Marina Sirtis. Uh, I forgot how much that character in this episode did look like Gates McFadden. But you're right. Like, <laughs> that was that was her with an yeah. eye patch for some reason. Right. Um, which I'm I'm assuming that is explained in a different episode because I don't remember that. Like the 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 patch around her eye, the like implant. Not specifically. Okay. She was the a Fox. big Ace Freely fan. That must be it. <laughs> yeah. 
It was um, just her but, design. They, they never really explained it, but I mean, it's shaped like a fox, and her name is mm-hmm. Fox. That's that true. was my assumption. Oh. Yeah, but it was it was definitely a, a show where every time I've watched episodes of it, I am I remember how well it was made. Um, because I was a big Batman the Animated Series fan, but that was two years earlier. Mm-hmm. It was ninety two when that started, so I was home to watch those. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great show, and that opening. Is killer, yeah. yeah. Just, oh man, the music the and that title warriors. card. Wa- warriors mm-hmm. by night. I know what say to you. What, I watched it twice. Warriors. What? what? <laughs> Why? Why you say that word? <laughs> oh, that music. That, that that was. I was in. Mm-hmm. Like it takes me a minute, but that music was like, duh, 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 and yeah. then that intro was like. Just, I mean, they weren't playing around. We were about to get down to business. I was going to watch some gargoyles, and I was ready. We'll talk about it a little bit. But, Stephen, this initially was going to be your fun time Disney cartoon. And, like, you can find video of them talking about the characters, and they look like something more out of gummy bears than this. Oh, wow. Which is funny, because they just went and put that in the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like, Mm -hmm. two years later. Yeah. Because those gargoyles are very much. But basically, Batman the Animated Series hit, and this was their answer. Like, the producers, like, were mulling it over and trying to figure it out and uh, basically pitched it to Disney as this kind of show. So... Yeah. Well, and this was an era of animation, too, where there were were series that were animated that were aimed at kids, but not only for kids, and they, Mm -hmm. they took some more they they had a darker look they took more risks with some of the mm-hmm. storytelling some more mature s- stories to tell along there with there were a goofy lot of stuff. very pointed panning away from couples it's <laughs> like oh let's just casually pan upwards mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so, so yeah season 2 episode 7 eye of the beholder mhm so up oh, sorry Get the Twitch on, and all of a sudden, it turned off the mute, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Where is this audio coming <laughs> oh, from?" Yeah. So, oh sorry, yeah, we definitely crashed again. It's gonna, it's, we're back in that situation for okay. no good reason. Yeah. So, um, Eye of the Beholder. We start out with Xanatos and Fox doing the typical rich guy dinner, where they're far <laughs> across a ridiculously large table. For no good reason. Yeah. For tea, though. They, they, for all tea. they had was tea. With the big coffee. pour. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and Xanatos had the bottomless teacup. Because right. there was a lot of tea poured oh. into that cup. And now, let me tell you, it, we got in the in the previously on. I was about right? to say, we, we, we got have him, a previously on. Like, that's not something him, that was regular at the time for cartoons. We got him giving the line, that was the icing you are the cake and then kissing her and let me tell you if anybody tries to use that line on me i'm gonna go wait is there cake <laughs> wait hang yeah. on hang on is there cake <laughs> no and so yeah okay so we've got xanatos who at this point is the known bad guy of the show he brought the gargoyles but he's does all kinds of he's evil tony stark basically yeah i went to the wiki I did yeah. some research. I was like, I need to know what's happening. Sure. So for those of you who didn't go to the wiki, so we've got Fox, who originally was a member of the pack, who were mercenaries turned 
TV stars. Like, they starred in their action-packed TV thing. Apparently all behind the scenes manipulated by Xanatos because that's who he is. And eventually they got bored of TV and hunted the gargoyles. And, you know, all that ensued, fights, now they're criminals. They all got put in prison. At some point they break out and Fox is like, I'm not doing that. going to stay here and uh, pay my dues. So she's eventually, like we saw in the previous Leon, she's released on parole straight into David Xanatos' arms because he likes her. Sure. Hold and on. so we're here yeah. now. Real quick, though, we flew past you saying the words mercenaries who became TV stars. <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen television today? Because honestly, that did not phase uh-huh. me one bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, there aren't very high standards. <laughs> It's a conceit of the show, but yeah, they basically HBO did. HBO is making that show right now. There is zero doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Blackwater, the TV series. Yeah. And this is like, we had maybe a couple episodes in the first season. The pack in various forms shows up a lot more. This is not the last time we see any of them, um, which is, again, credit to the writing of the show and what they do with all of these characters. So we've got David going, bury me, out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, are I you assumed serious? that there was more build-up to that. Yeah. Like, I assumed that I just, I was coming in late. Like, I just got here. I'm sorry. That's fine. No, I mean, the previously on gave you the the major extent of their relationship. Um, this is the one that getting kind of, her out of prison. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was always kind of things like that he was, whenever she was uh, suggesting things for the pack to do, it was David behind the scenes saying, hey, why don't y'all do this? Um, mm. So he and asks I mean, her... they're genetically compatible. I was going right. to say, uh, he gives know? the best answer for, are you serious? We're <laughs> genetically compatible, highly intelligent, and have the same goals. Yeah. And I then mean, she asks... That is implying way more than just marriage. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's like listen we're gonna have kids okay and mm-hmm. yeah hold on with the spoilers amy for this show oh jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. so and then it's interesting she's like what about love and he's like we love each other as much as two people like us are capable of how romantic listen though that is some self-awareness that i am gonna give him a lot of credit for true <laughs> He knows who he is. It is my guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you get on board with me being who I am? Then authenticity. You know, Mm -hmm. we need more of that in our world. Yeah. And so the interesting part is he doesn't give her a ring. He gives her a necklace with a very prominent thing on the end of it. Uh, And we'll get to that. That later. So that was October 1st. We skip all the way to October 30th. Yeah. And we are we get our first look at uh Detective Elisa Maza. Now she's so the main So here's the fun thing. When when we talked about when we talked about Laverne and Shirley, right? And we talked about how she put the L on her sweater so that they wouldn't have to say her name all the time. Um and then they did it <laughs> anyway. At no point do we hear her name. I no, had to never. look it up because sure. I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know what her name is. Not <laughs> right. once in this episode do they say it. her name. <laughs> no. 
Goliath might say it talking to her at one point. But again, this that's the thing about this show. This is season two of a show that is the way it is written is not just a kid's show. Yeah. So they go ahead and at this point they assume you've been watching and know who these characters are. So so we get Elisa. Except for Xanatos, where they said his name 37 times. I know his first name is David. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we know the whole thing. So, Uh yep. So we get introduced to this episode of Elisa Maza, who um, I just got to point out um, one interesting thing about her whole character design. We eventually learn she is a half Native American, half Nigerian heritage. I think her dad's Nigerian, her mom's uh, Native American, or it's the other way around. But just the fact that that's the kind of heroine we have for this TV show, like the main character. Mm. It's not some white dude, it's not some white lady, but that they start with a mixed race police officer. With Um, terrible trigger discipline. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, I blame that on the Asian animators more, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... She all of a sudden hears a ruckus somewhere and goes in and starts to just pull her gun and investigate. Doesn't bother. I don't think. Did she radio anybody or was it just no. like, oh, gung ho, let me go. No. Um, and who does she come across? This beast that has. Now, okay. Yes, it's written well. Yes, it, there's times where it's intended for kids. But those of us who are not kids easily recognize the necklace. And the tattoo on the eye. Yeah. Who on earth could this oh, yeah. be? <laughs> I mean, through me. I, I don't know. <laughs> so she escapes unharmed, you know, battling with her wits and throwing a uh, flower bag at the beast. Beast runs off, talks to one of the local cops who's talking about how this has been happen- happening every night since the October 4th. And then we get the switch over to Xanatos, and then we get the classic scene of, no, I'm fine. I'm walking in naked wearing a trench coat for no reason. <laughs> to be fair, given the rest walk. of their relationship, yeah, I was. I just took a walk. Um, <laughs> Barefoot yeah. in this trench coat in New York City. Naked in a trench coat. Mm. Naked? Where do they find these trench coats? Where? The trench well, coat store? Like, yeah. they just rob it. Like, ah, I've got this cool brown trench coat. My mom there's had a, one of those. And I always thought it was just... <laughs> I just really thought mad. that these brown trench coats are part of adult wardrobe. Like, once you became 18, you just had one. Mm. Like, my dad just, has one. My trench coat is red. So, see, I'm a classic. little more Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and just as she's going into the room, walking away, Xanatos and his... Uh, Butler's servant, Owen, are just sitting there like, okay. And Xanato says, time for plan A, as if he knows what's going on. <laughs> it's the yep. next day, October 31st. And now we finally get the gargoyles. And it's Halloween, so like we said, they're all excited about being able to actually mingle with the people and not have to worry about it. All right, so I have a question. Sure. So when they when they like wake up and they like break out of their like stony exterior, that's fine. Like I, I assume it's something not not dissimilar from a lizard shedding its skin. Um, it appears to be stone, and that's a lot of stone 
bits falling off of a very high building mm-hmm. <laughs> towards the ground, I feel like that's a problem. Is that ever a problem? Because it feels like it should be a problem. Never one they address, but also in this castle, they, they tend to be in more central locations, so I'm not sure yeah. how much of that actually hits the ground at all. Okay. I had there, concerns. So. There's also a surprising lack of wind that high up. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've ever been out on like the observation deck in a very tall building, but there's a lot of wind up oh, there. Oh, it's breezy. Mm-hmm. And there was there's like none, uh, which I find interesting, even though that's yeah. how they fly. Yeah. Fly. Yeah, that. they don't actually fly. Like, yeah, that's one of the glide. more interesting things about their design is like... They fall their style. They, they just glide on their wings. Um because if they had to fly, their wings would be like two or three times that size to mm. be able to pick them up. Um, yeah, they're heavy. Soft. Unless they were bumblebees. So, um, and so they go down to Halloween, and then all of a sudden we cut to Fox transforming. Like, I I kind of appreciate that this episode didn't waste time with that, didn't try to yeah. make it a big mystery. It was just like, uh-oh. Hulk smash. <laughs> All right, so here comes another question. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we establish at, at some point that she is, in fact, being turned into a werewolf. It's in the episode description. We look in the book about werewolves. Now, is it a werewolf if it has nothing to do with the moon? Because while it is a full moon on Halloween, which is always A+, plus, very mm-hmm. good timing, love that. Um, they've been talking about how it started like at the beginning of the month and sightings have been increasing. Is that a werewolf? I mean, it is lycanthropy, you know? Sure. It's so, but it's more of an enchanted lycanthropy rather than a disease of lycanthropy. And I'm going to try to work lycanthropy into as many sentences Throughout this episode, good job. I'm I'm gonna pull out a good word in a little bit, so nice. Okay, I, I support this. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I would say I, I was gonna I say think. I would say it's a werewolf only because we don't have any better term for it. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying that reading the book about werewolves is probably unlikely to help in this scenario. Right. Outside of going, that's a werewolf. Werewolf mm-hmm. can confirm yeah. that's a werewolf. Yeah, and then we get. Mm-hmm. More interesting dialogue from Xanatos because he's not freaked out at all. At all. Yeah. She flies out and um, he just boldface says, if I had known the Eye of Odin, like that's the name of the pendant, the Eye of Odin, had that kind Should of power. turned him into a raven, but okay. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, have just have given it sense. away. Mm-hmm. And then he mm. said, spilled milk, plan B. But like, then he does look at that. take him... Can we take a moment to talk about how good that transformation animation was? It was mm-hmm. really good. That was real good. That was mm-hmm. like American Werewolf in London in yeah. animated form. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I was impressed. One of the things that drives me crazy about Gargoyles is the inconsistency of the animation. Because you've got yeah. scenes, like even within this episode, you've got that excellent transformation scene. And then later on when they're fighting, it's like... Okay, <laughs> did you just let one dude animate this over the weekend? I mean, it's Which like, you know, it, is, it's like it's like actual anime, right? Where you've got, like, the scenes that are super well animated that they're going to reuse every episode, and then you've got, like, it's just a moving background. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you've got the budget and you have to allocate it. You can, you've, you've got this many frames to do. So uh, pick where you're going to put them. Right. Yeah. It's just funny the way it shows up at times. And, you know, it's it's that's nitpicky stuff that annoys me, but it doesn't deter my love for the show because they still like even the quote unquote bad animation is still good, good enough to work with all the rest of it. It doesn't feel completely out of place or anything. Well, the only thing that stands out to me is that on all these shows, including Batman the Animated Series, human beings can't run. Like, no human being runs like animated humans run in these mm-hmm. shows. Like, I don't know what... They've, it's 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 complex running, apparently. It's very difficult to get right, because I'm watching them like... They basically animate, like, half a frame, just so they don't have to really work at their legs moving in mm-hmm. normal ways. Yeah. That always stands out to me. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not an animator, so I, I, <laughs> forgive me for fussing about it because I can't do it. So Fox is, you know, werewolfed out, taken off. Um, Elisa all of a sudden gets an anonymous tip about where the creature might be from someone. And then we've got Xanatos. Right. Who could that be? <laughs> As Owen was picking up the telephone just the scene before. <laughs> Um, and then we we're back to Xanatos. He's in his gargoyles, Iron Man suit, um, which is actually I, from the, the, um, pilot episodes. Like he started out, like one of his goals was creating gargoyle, uh, robots. And then there was a special one that turned out to be Xanatos. So this is, this is nothing new for him. He uses this regularly. All right. But I had a question about it because I, I did look that up and I was like, okay, no, I'm, I'm on board. You've made a gargoyle suit. Why would you make it with digit, digit, wow, digitigrade <laughs> legs? If you, like, you don't need them. Yeah. Why have you done it? What, what are you doing? Uh, Why? I believe that is a, because if I remember right early on, like he's fascinated by the gargoyles too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's just like some fanboy thing. Like, well, if I'm going to make right. this suit, yeah. I might as well. He's I'm just gonna, a cosplayer. Yeah, I'm going to basically look yeah. like Goliath because right. the yes. face even looks like Goliath. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it was all based on Goliath. Yeah, I think that's spot on. It's just one of those little things. Like, I, I, I really like Goliath, and I want to be like Goliath, so I want feet like Goliath because Goliath's cool. Kind of thing. I mean, I watch my seven-year-old just painstakingly recreate random characters and try to dress <laughs> like them. So it's not, it's not that foreign of an idea to me. He's just right. a grown-up with money who wants mm-hmm. to do the same thing. Yeah, basically. And can do it. They just don't show you off-screen how much it just kills his feet when he takes <laughs> yeah, that right? suit he's off. Like, he takes them off and he's like, ah. Oh. I'm going to have the surgery done to hyperextend my knees. Yeah. Plantar fasciitis. Oh. All right. So everybody comes to the meat plant where apparently Fox is eating because she's got a high metabolism and needs to keep it up. Um, Just let her eat. Just leave her there. Yeah. Yep. And then Xanatos gets into it. And this is where we find out that even in this state, all of a sudden Fox recognizes Xanatos and doesn't want to eat him. For a a second. For a second. So she leaves him alone. They still try to fight her. Um, Goliath comes. He tries to take off the Eye of Odin. And it just zaps anybody who tries. And then the creature runs off. 
they're all wondering what the heck's going on. Xanatos is like, this is my concern. Leave it alone. And they're all like, whatever. Xanatos flies off because he's like, I'm not dealing with you lowly people. And uh, I can really fly. I got a jetpack. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Elise and uh, Goliath have a little conversation about that this must have been human. Something like my brother. So for that line, Elisa's brother was former NYPD, was a helicopter pilot. He impressed Xanatos. Xanatos hired him and used him in an experiment he was doing to create gargoyles from genetic mutation. So there's like a whole... What was that? Like you do. Yeah. I mean, so, Jurassic Park did it, you know. True. So her brother is what they call a mutate and leads another clan of other mutates down in the sewers. Like there's a lot of creatures all over the place that apparently nobody sees all the time. I love that they're called mutates. Yeah. That's the best. Like mutant is a word that exists and they're like, mutate. <laughs> no. Disney didn't own Marvel or Fox yet. So is mutant like that's copyright. Fox, I'm sure X-Men. it is. Can't All day, it can't be. Mutant I'm sure it is, is like, enough that they said mutate just to not even bother. Yeah, you know, just they just wouldn't to have to fight it, not even try and fight it. Mutate. Um, they, it's, I mean, I know that's a verb, but they're using it as a noun. Yeah, and yeah. I'm real happy about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mutant. So Elise is concerned. <laughs> um, and then we get Xanatos back at the castle talking to Owen, just like he does, like, you know. Basically laying out his evil scheme. The gargoyles will do all the work for him. They'll get it back. And then one of the more interesting things in this cartoon is uh, Goliath and Elisa show up and like, uh, how about plan D? Because we're not falling for your plan C this time. Which is interesting for a kid's cartoon that we've got enough um, character development that they know how Xanatos schemes. And they're like, no, we're, we're not falling for that this time. And then Xanatos in this scene actually confesses that he cares about Fox and that he needs to save her. And Elisa is immediately like, nope, he's lying. Let's go. Goliath is kind of trying to figure it out. Like he's like, that that's interesting for Xanatos to try. Doesn't fully believe it. It's kind of with Elisa and just like, whatever, yo, you go deal with however you want we're out and so they just leave and now we come to the walking down the street in costumes part of the show so we've got the other three uh gargoyles um with a costume over a costume it's a hat on a hat situation yeah it is <laughs> it is and i love it and, and- and real real quick, when that happened, there was a moment, uh, and I captured this audio because I could not help myself, yeah. where you hear somebody on the street. Check it out, a costume over a costume. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on now, let's rewind that a second. And I'm capturing that thing. Because it was a costume on a costume. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how much those voices are done by the regular cast. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can hear yeah. who it is, sometimes you can't, like... Keith David did like four or five different cops and other guys around the time. 
yeah. uh, around the show. Um, I know Jonathan Frakes did a few here and there that you hear. So it's common. I don't know. I couldn't tell who that was, but um, so good. it was fun. F- lots of little fun touches like that. Um, and then we get Elisa and Goliath walking down and she says, I've wanted to stroll down the city street with you for a long time. Less than a year, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I did think I did think that Belle and the Beast was a cute pick. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, it was. a nice one. Yeah. I liked it. Yep. That's definitely Disney going like, let's have a little more fun with this. Okay. And then they start. And I have to re- say, I really love the line as they're dancing and the other three are like, they should have Halloween more often. Like, <laughs> loving this scene for Goliath and Elisa. Yeah. It was really cool. Like, like little kid me probably didn't care at all. Big kid me is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now I mean, if the show's done twenty years later, how many cons are there? I mean, they could just fly wherever yeah, just they forever. want. And, yeah. mm-hmm. Just yep. con to con to con. Look, it was called a date at Dragon Con. Yeah, totally fine. So oh, now could have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they they continue strolling down the street. Goliath sees a wolf and immediately attacks this person and finds out it's just a costume and he starts to question and reconsider if xanatos was telling the truth about actually loving fox and then all of a sudden we get our answer because here's fox um they hear the commotion again they run into a building finder goliath and xanatos are both doing their thing i love that elise has got her gun out again because she's always got her gun and he immediately, Xanatos, in his, uh, he's still got, you know, the Goliath Iron Man claws and just crushes yep. the gun. You Later. know, I was upset about this. Like, yeah. you don't have to crush. Guns are expensive, you know? <laughs> like, you don't just take, take an take officer's sidearm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. She's a cop. She can have it. But just, you're going to take it. Just take the clip out and crush that, you know? Yeah. Like, you got to crush the whole gun. We learn later not... where she's keeping that gun. Uh huh. And you're mm-hmm. not. <sighs> also, I love the little fact of when. <laughs> what was that? You're not getting it out of there when you need it. Yeah. You're just not. It's not happening. Yeah. So, um, Goliath gets thrown out of the building into a passerby's car. Now, one more. The people whose car he gets thrown into and then they later jump off of. This is um, Brendan and Margot, a yuppie couple that always seem to get in the way of the gargoyles. Like they are always getting their car smashed or whatever. They're always in the middle of it. And um, there's some character development as the season goes on. But I'll let you watch that. But it's just funny that that happened. And then as they jump up to follow Fox up the building, I just love that Broadway just eats his hat out of nervousness. Just, you know. It's just like, I, I don't know also, what's going on. What, also, I love, what do I do? I love that the gargoyles are all named after places in New York except for Goliath. You've got Goliath, <laughs> and then it's Lexington mm-hmm. and Brooklyn and Hudson, who's voiced well, by Ed Eisner. Right, um, that's and, specifically uh, talked about in the pilot, like how they do mm-hmm. that. Like, Goliath is specifically named by humans, the gargoyles don't typically have names. And so they yep. pick names when they get to New York. Like there's a great 
uh, thing about it's Goliath and Lisa and um, Hudson. Again, voiced by Ed Asner. Kind of Scottish. And I say kind of because it's not like great Scottish, but it's Ed Asner, so whatever. Let him do it. <laughs> but he has this thing like, you people name things. Why do you have to name things? Like that river, does it need a name? And Elisa's like, yeah, that's the Hudson. And he's like, fine, I'll be Hudson too. <laughs> and then they start, and then the other three just kind of name themselves out of nowhere for no particular reason. Um, but it's cute. Okay. So we're on top of this building. Goliath and Xanatos team up and basically get the eye off of Fox. They manage to do it. And then Fox turns into Lady Fox. All right. But so they slam her up against the back of this lit sign, which mm-hmm. appears to be electrocuting her, which A, isn't how it works. But B, <laughs> after they take the eye of Odin off her, they are just electrocuting a woman at that point. Mm-hmm. And that seems problematic. Mm-hmm. A little bit. The transformation but. out of werewolf form was also A plus excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so yep. good. It's so good. Like her yeah. teeth are like the last thing to yeah. go back to normal. Yeah. You saw mm-hmm. those sharp bits. Oh, I was, I was yeah. so impressed. They definitely spent the money on the transformation <laughs> scenes for sure. Yeah. yeah. To and then naked lady on a children's show. Yep. And then we see what kind of dress Elisa is wearing. Where she pulls off the bottom gown part and just has about the shortest miniskirt I think they would allow. None of that is how any of that works. No. No. Like, you need a hoop But look, we're not in a trench coat store, so... You need three crinolines. Because, I mean, honestly, what she was wearing underneath there, if that skirt were any shorter, it would be a belt. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But But she was right, we're not in a trench coat place. But she was wearing thigh highs, so she fully expected to be in that mm-hmm. not yeah, skirt. Yeah, that's true. It was New York in saying, October, so. She had plans. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. We were going to yeah. be canning then, up tastefully at some point. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, that is another trope. When you end up with a naked werewolf transformation, somebody's taking off a jacket or something, you know, to cover that mm-hmm. person. Uh, before they have to stand up and be in full frame on the camera. Yeah. That's true. The only, there you go. And so the only one wearing regular clothes is Elisa. So she's going to... Mm-hmm. Let me rip this Yeah, off. Goliath's not going to cover her up. I mean, <laughs> he's already kind of running low on the cloth department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't want to see any of that. No. Um, nah. And so... Yeah, you can't tell me that movie doesn't exist, though. <laughs> it does. R- look, Rule 34. It's out yeah. there somewhere. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so Goliath gets the eye of Odin and takes it from Xanatos. And um, we get an interesting exchange where um, Xanatos says, now you know my weakness. Which Goliath responds to, only you would see love as a weakness. I'm pretty sure it's oh, every snap. villain ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in this world... Yeah. Only okay. Xanatos. Okay. Right. It's called being a psychopath. That's right. the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's just He's more just setting up how... sociopath. Again, yeah. setting up him as an evil dude. Even though <laughs> his little assistant dude, Owen, said, you look, you actually looked heroic. And he was like, ah, momentary lapse. 
Let's go. Yeah, like, yeah I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no matter what, you're going to know he's a bad guy because he has a goatee. Mm-hmm. It's true. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's just guaranteed. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Everybody goes their separate ways, goes home. They have the Eye of Odin and are going to keep it safe for however long. Spoiler alert, yeah. that comes back in the series. Perfect. Well, I'm going to find out about it, because yeah. this is going to get watched again. Uh, I'm telling I, you. I was like, okay, Steve has never seen this. This is going to be a, uh, a Steven and Sam watch, for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, so, yeah, that's Gargoyles. Now, it was created by... Now, there, you know, you go to Wikipedia, it says nobody really created it. In, on paper, there's a bunch of people that had their hand in it, but Greg Wiseman is the one everybody points to and says, no, he created it. Um, he was working on Disney at the time with Bonkers. I don't know if y'all remember oh, that I show. Love oh, that I love show. That was my show. Ooh. It was Bonkers. So he was working on that and developing Gargoyles at the time. Okay. And then, um, like I said, initially it was supposed to be a funny, fun time kind of cartoon. Um, like I said, you can find video of him with the character designs and they look very much more funny. Typical Disney cartoons. Yeah. Then, like I said before, Batman the Animated Series hit in 92 and everybody's trying to find their superhero show to compete with that. And Greg Wiseman and his other uh, producers and writers that he was kind of working on this with were all like, we we could turn this into a superhero show. And they did. Um and they pitched it to Disney and actually convinced Disney, who, like I said, ordered 13 episodes uh, for the first season, did super great. So they ordered 52 more. And they were all like, holy crap, how are we going to do this? It's like when a Kickstarter does way too well, right? You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Oh, no, what have oh, we I'm done? not yeah. equipped to handle this much. But oh, So they, they did have the Disney advantage of... You know, it did well. Here's a bunch of episodes. You've got at least this budget. So they, they hired a bunch more writers and stuff. Um, and that second season of 52 episodes is some impressive television. Like the first season is really impressive. Season two is where they just go off the rails and incorporate so stinking much into this show. Like they cover like a lot of the the story is heavily heavily uses Shakespeare including Macbeth and a Midsummer Night's Dream characters. Yep. There's stuff from the Gargoyles history itself. At one point they're traveling around the world and visiting all kinds of different cultures so they end up in England and start talking about Arthurian legend and not so legend. They end up in Japan and figure out the gargoyles there exist, but they are referred to as, uh, what is it, Tengu? Like an actual Japanese um, kind of creature. They end up on Easter Island at one point. They go into Mayan culture at one point, and there's all different kinds of gargoyles. And it's super interesting the way they weave it together and make it work. Um, So they did... Those two seasons. And at this point, Greg Wiseman's like, I've got all kinds of plans. Like, this is his baby, and he's ready to run with it. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, two things happened to gargoyles that really uh, made it suffer and turn into what it was. One was this was the time that Disney was imploding and Jeffrey Katzenberg left and took an exodus of Disney staff with him. And most of the people in the upper executive branch that were supportive of gargoyles were the ones that left. The second thing that that happened was this was also the time of the OJ Simpson trial. Being an afternoon cartoon did not Mm -hmm. fare well going up against that kind of programming where everybody is glued to the screen, watching all this, getting updates for no good reason. Um, (laughs) I about remember nine-year-old me just glued to the screen with Judge Ito and Kato Kalin on that stand, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. If the glove doesn't fit. So, <laughs> so because of this, Disney moved Gargoyles to Saturday morning, basically gutted and replaced the writing staff, and Greg Wiseman stayed along enough to argue and then get booted as well. So season three happened, but basically everybody of the fan community considers it not a thing at all. Um, After that, uh, Greg Wiseman wrote some Gargoyles comics for slave labor graphics. Um, These are considered, there were some other comics done by Marvel, but again, they didn't involve Greg Wiseman at all. Like he was just about to get involved and had a bunch of scripts written and Marvel was like, Oh no, we've already got them done. Yeah. We've got in-house writers for that. Right. So again, fan community doesn't consider them to be canon. Greg wrote the ones for Slave Labor. They lasted from 2006 to 2008. And that was pretty much the end of it. Until recently, everybody was shocked to learn this year that Dynamite Comics is returning with Greg Wiseman writing new stories for Gargoyles. And everybody's basically calling it season four. Nice. So, you know... It's kind of a shame to me, like, some of this stuff that happens, like, with season three and with mm-hmm. the comics. Because, you know, the people that they put on it, I-, I want to believe they weren't phoning in. And they really thought they were writing something worth watching and something worth reading. But we just don't give it the time of day because, like, well, the original creator's not in. Therefore, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was a money grab, but you've still got human beings that are, like, trying to craft some narrative that you would enjoy. Yeah. Sure. You think you think we do a disservice to to things like that when that happens when you know a writing staff's been replaced and they don't have any power over it they're just placed hey today you're writing gargoyles and we just go bah where's the other people I do yeah. think there is some of that because there are there will be expectations created or or dashed if the if the creative that you thought should be there isn't there you you bring that baggage with you when you watch it. So mm-hmm. the thing might yeah. not even be as bad as you think. Right. But you're bringing that baggage along and making it feel worse. You know, it's it's the expe- yeah. it's like having the high expectations in a movie theater and you walk out disappointed because the movie was good, but it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Mhm. Yeah. Like the most recent thing I can think of and without getting into all the controversy, but just the whole thing with the video game Bayonetta. The voice actress. Yeah. Is yep. not coming back for the third game. Another voice actress is, and there's some controversy about that. And it's just like, like the the original voice actress is like, ban the game, don't do it because they treated me wrong. But 
you know, there's a ton of other people who worked on that game to make it work and not just the voice actors. So uh, speak, speaking of voice acting, I have to, I have to talk about the voice acting cast. Oh, I was, of this I've got a list. Show. Oh yeah. Um, so because yeah. it's, it's crazy when you go down and some of them are like a single episode. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking at some of these one episode ones, Roddy McDowell, yep. um, Hector Elizondo, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Paulson, Yep. Um, in fact, Rob Paulson, James Avery, and Cam mm-hmm. Clark were all voices in this at some point, and all those are all TMNT alum. Um, yep. yep. If you just go by Star Trek connections alone, you're gonna have a ton <laughs> of them. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Just I found ten without having to hardly look. You've got yep. Jonathan Frakes and mm-hmm. Marina Sirtis I mentioned earlier, uh, who wasn't in this episode. But Michael Dorn yep. uh, does voices on this. Brent Spiner is mm-hmm. in like four episodes. Um, no, he was me... in this episode. He's never credited, but he is Owen. Oh, wow. He's not credited no, okay. for a reason. Hmm, interesting. Because hmm. uh, it's it definitely not even listed as uncredited on his IMDb, mm-hmm. which usually they catch those. Uh, but then uh, Calm Meany and LeVar Burton. Yep. And you also have guest stars like Tony J, Matt Frewer, Robert Ito were all guest stars mm-hmm. on Next Generation. They were all in it. Yep. Yep. Michelle Nichols was in mm-hmm. was on at one point. Avery Brooks, Kate Mulgrew. Yep. Um, it's like holy crap. And then you get yes. into some of the like Jim Belushi was in three episodes of this show. <laughs> yep. Wow. Which mm-hmm. is like one of those I'm like, Jim really Jim Belushi. Ephraim Zimbalist yep. Jr., who you might not know by name, but he was Alfred in Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always remember his name. Darren McGavin, Tony Shaloub. Uh like it's just crazy some of these names that are that are popping around in here. Um Yeah. And I'm reading these Xander Berkeley, who uh is mm-hmm. an actor you if you don't know him, you know his face. Like you've seen him and yeah. stuff. He was mm-hmm. Todd in Terminator Two, the, yep. the stepdad. Um but like voice acting like BJ Ward um mm-hmm. is in a bunch. Diedrich Bader. Uh, I mentioned Cam Clark, but also Pat Fraley, another uh Another TMNT, Krang. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I did mention Wilson. Tom Wilson yep. was one. He's uh, in there. Tom Wilson. Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, Michael Bell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Clancy Brown. Yep. John Reese Davies. Yeah. Um, Fox was voiced by Laura San Giacomo. Um, she was in. Uh, she was. Uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, Pretty Woman. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Wilson was great. Uh, I, I love seeing that name because he's he's just he's wonderful. Um, yep. Patrick, Bill, and I'm, I never pronounce his name right. I don't remember if it's if it's like is, is it Fogerbacky, uh, Fagerback. Yeah. I don't know how his something name is like pronounced. that. Yeah, there's a lot of K's in there, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but Dauber. If, from if you go Coach. back far enough and you remember Coach, he was Dauber and Coach. But he's Patrick from from uh, SpongeBob. Ed Asner, Frank Welker, who is in this mm-hmm. episode, but he's uncredited because he normally mm-hmm. plays Bronx. But he was doing all the werewolf sounds. Yeah. Which, but normally he's those werewolf sounds. The dog. Those were good. Gargoyle. The sound design on those werewolf sounds, I wrote it yeah. down because I was like, this is good. Yeah. This is good sound design. Now and I then, know it's Frank Welker mm-hmm. behind the scenes and just yeah. m- yeah. voice modulation mm-hmm. all over the place. The, the, Perfect. The trivia for this episode on IMDb is actually that uh, Frank Welker was so busy doing the werewolf stuff that they didn't have any uh, time for him to record for Bronx. <laughs> That's why Bronx doesn't doesn't do anything in this. And then, of course, Keith David. 
I mean, mm-hmm. Keith David's God. Goliath. That's just a voice that you you've heard it so many places. He's amazing, and his voice yeah. is perfect to play that character. But it's it just, really he, is. His range in this show is impressive. Phenomenal. He's like Mass Effect, one of my favorite game series in the world. He plays Captain Anderson, mm-hmm. and like I was as soon as I heard Goliath, I was like, "Oh snap, Shepard!" You know, I was just <laughs> all about it. I, like I had no idea mm-hmm. any of these people were in it, and I was just—I mean, See, it you was, think it was Mass great Effect, hearing the voice there? Right I now. always think Halo when he's the Arbiter. Yes, that too. Mm-hmm. Man, but he's done and, a lot of good stuff. And Keith David is also one of those very classy actors who's always very um picking people up he is always very much um someone who goes out there for the fans you know he he's mm-hmm. very uh receiving of whatever fanship he's a part of now whether it be mass effect or halo or gargoyles or all the other stuff he's done um because he's been a heck of an actor on screen in front of the camera as well, not just yep. voice oh, acting. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's one half of one of the greatest fight scenes ever put to film yes. from They Live. It's just yes. him and Roddy Piper beating the tar out of each mm-hmm. other for like eighteen minutes. It's, it goes on forever. It oh, feels, because they're it, out it of feels bubble like gum. It's an hour. Like yeah, <laughs> if they just had some bubble gum. But it's just one of those. Could have avoided two. the whole thing. It, mm-hmm. It's such a great mix of people with traditional like acting backgrounds that you have seen on screen and also people that are like that are that are primarily voice actors when you Mm -hmm. look at you know bj ward rob paulson cam clark are mostly known for voice roles and then you get you know your brent spiners um ed asner who has done a little bit of both but it's just it's such a great mix and uh and i just love seeing that and it was just amazing as i was scrolling every time i scroll down the list on gargoyles i'm like I can't. I, I forgot Matt Frewer showed up. Like, yeah, it's just one of those. I love Matt Frewer, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious because they've set out the gate. Like, they cast Jonathan Frakes. They cast Marina Sirtis, not intentionally trying to go for Star Trek: The Next Generation actors, but they ended up just thinking down that line of like, what if we get this actor from the show? What if we get this actor? Like, uh, apparently they thought about Patrick Stewart, but they couldn't afford him. Yeah. So. That'll happen. We didn't get him, but yeah. So, yeah, this cartoon had no business being this good. Um, This is one of the cartoons that as soon as I knew it was on Disney Plus, like it was one of the things that was on, they advertised as being on Disney Plus before it came out. And I was shouting from the rooftops, get Disney Plus. It is worth it just for this series alone. Um, it's like finding out the Muppets are on there, and you're just like, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. worth 15 bucks a month for me right right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's it it's got a fandom enough that they are coming back. I mean, they've got this comic book series. There's a bunch of um, action figures from the NECA company that does like super detailed stuff. Um, there's a bunch of demand for that. So, and Greg Wiseman has not shut up about wanting to do more of Gargoyles. Like, if you follow him on Twitter, most of the time he's either talking about right now Young Justice, which he helps produce and lead uh, for DC, and hey, let's get Gargoyles rolling some more because I want to do more Gargoyles. I've still got ideas for Gargoyles. And it's just like, dang, we thought we were fans of it. And he's (laughs) a fan of his own work so much, he wants to keep doing it. So. Definitely encourage you, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go check it out on Disney+. Plus. 
because it is a heck of a ride. Um, it, and it's ridiculous how well the story is weaved in and out, especially with all the different Shakespearean characters. Like, that's a lot of fun. I, I think Greg Wiseman talked about he used to be an English teacher or something and wanted to tell this kind of story to weave those kind of characters in and out. So, um, yeah, they had all kinds of stuff. I still remember the Sega Genesis game, which was very basic, but I think it's getting some <laughs> kind of remaster or something soon. I heard, which is, I mean, weird. you got to follow the hype. Like if there's going to be more yeah, I guess. stuff then just um, keep it rolling. You know, I mean, it was a pretty simple game. You can go watch, you know, a run through on YouTube and it's like 30 minutes, but, um, look, the kids have money now. Let's exploit <laughs> them. Let's sure. Just go back into the well. Well, I mean, at recreate this point, everything at this point, they're exploiting the big kids who want it. And selling you thirty, forty dollar action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, I I've bought Skyrim like four times, so they got <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'll do anything. The number of times I've bought Castlevania Symphony of the Night for any system, <laughs> I'm with you there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was Gargoyles. Did did we get any emails or anything about it this week? We did. We got a reply in the uh, in the Discord from Darkness. Uh. So she said Keith David is a force. Adding much to the gravitas of Goliath and the situation the clan find themselves in, the theme song alone still gives chills up my spine, and the voice cast is fantastic, many of which are pulled from four different Star Trek series, TOS, TNG, DSN, and Voyager. Uh, The themes from William Shakespeare are heavy in both franchises, and she also says the comic books pick up after season two, as season three is considered non-canonical by the creator. And we, uh, Phelan, I think, in the chat also, immediately when they found out we were talking about Gargoyles, was like, oh, yeah, do you mean TNG times two or whatever? Like, it was <laughs> yeah. clear the Star Trek connection is not the lost next, on anyone next who's a fan. generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you want to go Star Trek connections, you can dig even deeper and find, like, there's, there's people like William Morgan Shepard was on the show, and he guested on, like, Star Trek mm-hmm. movies and series and just all sorts of stuff. You can you can right. really dive deep in it. But I love I just oh, I love that. And I I liked this era of animation for that kind of stuff. That's why I I love Batman the animated series because it was very much a kid show, but it didn't treat its audience. It didn't talk down to its audience. Yeah. It treated them like, "Hey, you can handle this stuff." Mm-hmm. You know, so we're going to go ahead and do that. And and this show was very much the same way where it's like no, you can handle a little bit more mature storytelling. It doesn't have to be like the themes can be very universal, but the 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 form of storytelling is like, yeah, you're you're capable of understanding this. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's not like uh, it's not like HBO. You're like, oh, you want to tell mature stories to children? How much nudity is going to be in this? Like, no. <laughs> Slow down, HBO guy. Yeah, just, yeah. just <laughs> calm down here. Yeah, you can you can tell a mature story without having to have nudity or violence. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, hang on. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's possible. Kids TVMA <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. What is this? <laughs> so that's been Gargoyles. Next week we have Stevens' pick. Stephen, what are we watching? Oh yeah, I'm either gonna get loved or hated for this one, and I'm not <laughs> sure which. Uh, but I went digging through like spooky episodes of classic TV, and I just happened to stumble across. Uh, staple of the early 90s, maybe not your favorite person, but Home Improvement uh, is what we're going to watch uh-huh. next go-round, so sit aside whatever opinions you have about whoever's on that show, and let's just enjoy the art form of uh-huh. Tim the Toolman Taylor 
uh, on episode uh, uh, season six, episode seven. I forgot what the subtitle of it is, but just know <laughs> I picked it for you because it has a guest star that I didn't know was in it, but is a face and a man I've recognized. I could basically watch him eat a hamburger and talk about something, and I'm entranced. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, I was a teenage tailor. Thank you. That, that's it. I was a teenage tailor. It's a Halloween episode. I'm sure there will be shenanigans. I'm sure there will be Wilson and hopefully more power. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. So that's next week. So thanks as always for listening to us. If you want to watch us live, like uh, everybody in the chat tonight, we thank you for coming. Uh, you can come hang out in the Twitch chat at twitch.tv slash TV every Monday night around 9 Eastern. Um, we'd love to have you here. And uh, keep sending tweets. Keep emailing us. Those were the days show at gmail.com. Send us messages over Facebook, whatever. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. Uh, did you watch Gargoyles? Did you watch Home Improvement? Was that a staple at your house? Do you have opinions on it now that we know who Tim the Toolman Taylor really is? We'd love to know. <laughs> so until next week in Home Improvement, for Amy, Travis, and Steven, this is Those Were the Days Clan, turning to stone and going to sleep. Thank you.